guys. Uh, welcome to this episode of the AI Sales Revolution podcast. Uh, this episode, I interview Amapreet. He's the CEO of Humantic. Uh, this is an insane episode with tons of knowledge and value bombs um, in ways you can use Humantic. What Humantic is, it's, it's an AI personality profiling tool. So it literally reads people's personality types off their LinkedIn, and it tells you how you should and shouldn't sell to them. The, the use cases in this are insane about how people are using it. Uh, and it's honestly next level. Uh, if anyone in selling or business owners, this is definitely highly relevant. I definitely suggest listening. Uh, cool. Let me know your thoughts. Hey, guys. Welcome to the AI Sales Revolution podcast. Emma Preet, thanks so much for joining us. Um, yeah, super stoked to have you on. Well, thank you for having me, Matt. Excited. Uh, I love the content that you post on LinkedIn. So excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Yes, I've been, yeah, I mean, it's been awesome that I've been on the Humantic journey for quite some time. I mentioned to you before this, I, I went to a speed networking event uh, the other night and I printed everyone's Humantic profile off and it was a bit of a, a controversial affair. People thinking it wasn't true, but then others being like silently, yes, this is definitely true. So it was awesome. But um, do you mind um, just introducing yourself um, and talking a little bit about Humantic and what it is, if that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, glad to be here once again. Uh, uh, I'm the founder of Humantic AI. Uh, if you've not heard of us uh, and you work in sales, then then you should. Uh, so we are a buyer intelligence solution. What do we do? We help um, sellers make sure that when they walk into any meeting, when they send any email, when they do any interaction with their buyers, they truly meaningfully deeply know them. So our core is a personality AI engine that can predict your prospects personality behavior, how they think, how they decide things, what they like, what they hate, uh, very well. It's AI, it's not perfect, but we can do it very well. And then that allows you to walk into any conversation prepared. Imagine you had a friend on that prospect side and who told you everything about that prospect and what you need to do and what you need to avoid to be successful with that person. That's humanity AI. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a pretty mind-blowing tool. Um, like we just recently, we had a client, I was mentioning this to you before we started recording, we had a client of ours and we cold emailed someone, booked a meeting for her and she, we built an executive briefing for clients before they go into meetings and she read the humanity profile. She did the presentation just like it said and she closed the deal like on then and there, which was insane. She came back to us in the Slack channel. She was like, I can't believe it. Like I closed the deal. It actually worked. And she was, she's not a, you know, fully trained sales. She is a salesperson, but she doesn't do it as a profession as well, which is crazy. Um, I bet you, you mentioned you hear this stuff kind of all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's, it's not uncommon. I think our YouTube channel has a whole bunch of, you know, such videos and, uh, you know, on LinkedIn people keep sharing stories. So interesting thing is I'll, I'll, I'll add something there, Matt. Yeah. The kind of a thing you might ask me later. Um, uh, one of our partners, uh, they actually used Humantic for uh, closing an investor. And he, he wow. was telling me, he was like, yeah, this, this is interesting. And this is also a, uh, you know, a skill or a tactic to learn. So he used, we have a feature called one-click personalization. You use a standard email yeah. and then click on a button, right? So it becomes uh, rewritten in the tone of the person that you're sending it to, et cetera, et cetera, a whole bunch of things. So he said, I felt so uncomfortable sending that email because that was just not me. But that is the point. That is the beauty. You know, too often we just want to be ourselves, which is which is fine, you know, uh, but not in selling. You want to be the way that is going to be reciprocated by a person on the other side. Like I like to get to the point, you know, quickly. Okay, but what if I'm talking to someone who really likes to, uh, you know, chit chat and go for the, you know, small stuff and whatnot. If I get to the point too quickly, I'm just going to sound someone who's, at the minimum curd and uh, even rude to a degree uh, and and the trust doesn't really fully come in so so something to keep in mind so yes i've heard uh, some of those uh, stories matt yeah yeah it's definitely it's it's awesome as well because like i've been a seller i'm not like a, that experienced but like i've been selling for like five years so like you pick up a lot of the stuff like around disc profiles uh, so like you know if somebody is a high c you got to let them make up the decision if someone's a high d they just want to get straight to the point and if they're a high eye, you just want to pump them up, get really excited, like get really excited. And excited. they're a lot of people that get done by network marketing companies <laughs> when I used to work on that in the past life. But yeah. it's crazy how like a lot of the stuff you think is a seller, then you come into the meeting. So it helps people who are already sellers. But I've found that there's a huge gain for people who that aren't sellers. And a lot of because we work with a lot of business owners, 
um, yeah. as well. Have you found this a lot with people traditionally reading it who maybe aren't in sales and they're leveraging the tool being like, this is, this is insane. That's true. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, it's, it's been pretty crazy. I was wondering what's some of the, um, most kind of creative use cases, uh, you've heard of using Humantic as well, just from clients and customers that you've got. So two, two parts. Uh, one is, uh, the way we're building Humantic AI, the way it's built already, uh, it is intended uh, from our side to act as a buyer insight tool across your sales funnel. So you, you don't just use it for emails. For example, our large customers, uh, they use it to even fine tune their ICP and who they go after. So like we ourselves, our, we, you take a look at your past wins and losses. You see who do you win with? Who buys your product? And there's always a pattern, right? Someone who buys your product more and buys your product faster. For example, we succeed with D-type personalities the most because they care about results. They, they're risk takers, so they, they don't mind a new technology. They'll say, okay, let's go ahead and give it a try. If it works, then we will scale it up. So our outbounding team does not even go after non-deep personalities. Wow. Why, why should we? Because they're 3x more likely to convert for us compared yeah. to, you know, let us say an I or a C personality or S personality type. And uh, so, so we start there and then you move uh, further up uh, where BDRs would use it for personalizing because now, hey, maybe inbound side, it's not that we work only with these. When it inbounds, we do work with Cs and Ss and, you know, Is as well, just broadly putting it. But there, you take the approach that is right for them. If it's C-type, you make it a very information-focused you know, focused interaction. And I-type, as you said, you know, pump them up. It's about energy. It's about uh, you know, the experience of how they feel. Mm-hmm. And D-type, uh, you know, S-types, you just slow things down. You, know, you don't push them too much. You give them time. So and moving on to AEs and how they used to create buying committee maps, et cetera, we'll check more. So one part is that's how the product is built. But the second part is we keep seeing these, as you asked, creative use cases coming from our customers. Mm. So we have a large financial services company. Uh, they came in and they actually had used Humantic to personalize LinkedIn connection requests. And they had a 114% increase. They went from 21% accepts to 46% accepts on LinkedIn wow. with a personalized message. And wow. now we are building that into a product feature. We're like, hold on, this is, we can do this. You know, we can make it easy for, and people, I mean, I've got 900 connection requests lying there and they, they're all stupid. They're all stupid. I, you know, I, there's no reason for me to accept them. And everyone's, you know, who's, I mean, leaders have uh, probably more than that. Then another creative use case we've had, similar to something that you said, you know, someone came and said, I customize a proposal based on humanity. So, Rather than saying that our results are X percentage improvement uh, for an I-type, let us say, personality, we changed it into why customer says that our results are an X percent improvement and put a video there because social proof. Mm, yeah. So so that's another one that we've seen. And now we've got another customer who's actually doing lead routing. And it absolutely makes absolute sense. What they're doing is they're routing an incoming lead to the compatible personality type. Uh, put put a, uh, let us say you've got a seller who's, you know, high energy, a typical DI kind of a personality, loud, uh, you know, loves, loves chatting and uh, can be a little overbearing perhaps, you know, aggressive or pushy. You put them with a S type or an SC type and you, it's not gonna work at all. So, so we've got a lead routing where you can say, okay, this personality type, you know, is going to be as handling leads with this personality type, right? Of course, I mean, there's a few other parameters. So these are some of the new use cases that have come from our customers and we, we're still learning. That's insane. Like the amount of stuff that you can do there. Cause I definitely, so the prior, previous company I co-ran with my partner, Michael, um, it was called Telesense. So I'm more of a, a DS. He's like a CI, which is kind of a bit weird. Which is a little like, unique, yeah, yeah. What we used to do in every meeting, was the first meeting would be me and him in with the IT person. Then whoever gravitated towards the person, they, they took and ran with the deal. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were doing that, uh, but like, it's crazy how you can do that for inbound routing. Cause you could just have your sales reps. These are all your personality types. Here's all the inbound leads, even outbound leads. You could do the same thing potentially as right. well. 
Right. Um, and then you could just match all the personality types, which is, I think that's taking it like to buying personas to like another level. It's not even really persona. It's, it's like the way I kind of look at it is like when you find someone you're a type, the trust builds like so fast. Like it's that's, just extremely that's, fast that's, trust building. Yeah. And it probably doesn't, and that, and that trust itself, you know, lubricates the sales process. Um, you know, when you, you meet someone and you're like, wow, I really like this person. But like, it's like the people that you watch in a movie, you know, you're like, I like this movie character. It's because they're like you. Because. <laughs> Oh, now it's see enterprise sellers, Matt. They they know this very well because they they've been trained on these things. Uh, there's thousand techniques, things like mirroring and whatnot, um, that that are taught to build trust. So Sean Sean sees you know Sean probably from LinkedIn. Yeah. He yeah. calls it speed to trust. He says one of the main factors we impact at Humantic is speed to trust. I love that terminology, right? Speed to trust, and. Yeah. People don't don't realize, you know, and all the sellers don't realize. I think, uh, especially if you're a young seller, how important these things are. Like yeah. I, I am a DS personality type myself, so odds are you and I would get along, you know, we, because we're compatible. But mm. you you put me with a very high I or a uh, you know a SC kind of a personality type, um, it doesn't go well because sometimes. Uh, the high eyes, you know, they, they just, they talk a lot. Mm. And I, uh, I end up interrupting, you know, my prospects because at some point you're like, hey, come on, can we get to the yeah. point now? Right. Because they, they just like to talk. But if yeah. you've seen their profile and you're like, okay, I'm talking to an eye type today, take it easy. Let them talk, you know, so just sit back. Right. So yeah. or the SC types, they're way too slow or they are, sometimes they're a little awkward, right. They, uh, there's people, I mean, we've seen some people can be awkward around people because they don't know themselves what to say. So they'll be a little bit, you know, um, and there you got to make them comfortable. You need to, especially if you're a D type, you need to slow down a little bit. Mm. You need to just give them some, some more space. Um, so yeah. So enterprise sellers, I've seen know it very well already. That's what we see again and again, uh, generally older sellers. I mean, if you see age wise, but younger sellers, um, there's a bit of cockiness that I tend to see sometimes. I can figure it out in five minutes, you know. Um, it is, it yeah. is not that not not that easy. And uh, so you get it right sometimes and wrong sometimes. And what if if AI can make it more consistent for you? Then why not? Why would you not do it? Yeah. yeah so definitely. it's uh, I'm really interested in the future because. I, I think what's going to happen most likely in the very near future is websites like similar to my brother works for the trade desk. So it's programmatic digital TV advertising. So it's like yeah. wherever you go, it, it shows the advertising that you want to see. But I can only imagine if you plugged in Humantic into programmatic advertising, even for websites. So if somebody goes to visit your website, it can scrape your cookies or your LinkedIn or whatever. And then it can say, this person's a DI or this person's an I. So all of the case studies I'm going to show them are all going to be hyped up things. But this person coming to your website is a high C. All we're going to talk is about return on investment. There's no stories. So it'd be funny so, when someone, that will yeah. probably be out in the near future. So we're very focused on B2B, uh, you know, world and B2B selling, uh, you know, world right now. Uh, but one of our uh, science advisors, uh, he's a professor at Stanford. His name is Dr. Mikhail Kosinski. A lot of his original research, uh, and he's kind of a, one of the pioneers in this field, um, was around, um, I would say, included advertising. And uh, we, we have, uh, you know, he, he's on our YouTube channel. You know, I, I spoke to him uh, I think sometime last year, and he answered some fascinating, fascinating questions and shared some fascinating insights. One of them was, and this will blow your mind, this will completely blow your mind. He said, they were working with Facebook data, right? During their, you know, when they were researching, when they worked with just one single Facebook like, like what have you liked on Facebook? And he says, hey, Facebook likes are not even very predictive. Just one single like, they reduced that, right? It was an experiment. They could still, and use that to customize messaging that someone would see, right? Wow. Personality type based. Their lift on, on those clicks was almost 50 percent wow so it, it just blows your mind you know he, he like if you go to our channel you'll see a you know science related kind of a video series and there's a whole lot of fascinating insights see at 300 likes the 
AI accuracy and prediction was more than what a spouse can predict about their partner. Wow. At 300 likes. There's Only research, 300 likes. At, he's written a research paper on that, you know, that at 300 likes, it crosses that point. It, it knows more. And I, I think around 120 likes, it knows more than a colleague and 300 likes more, more than a partner. So we often meet people, they'll be like, as you said, you know, hey, we, you know, I, I met some people and they were like, yeah, someone said this is great. Someone said this is wrong. The point is, yes, this is AI. It can be wrong sometimes. But odds are that those people, that it is less wrong than people being wrong about, about something. Yeah. So, so it's, it's fascinating. I mean, what data can do is uh, it just blows your mind. I think we're seeing a little bit with generative AI. Almost looks impossible and magic, but uh, AI uh, and data and the right algorithms, it's, it's a very, very powerful combination. Yeah. I think I'll take, for example, like I can think of a use case and somebody could probably build this right now. They just need the time. Is <laughs> you could use Humantic to judge someone's personality type. Then what you could do is now there's a tool called Be Human, which has like, you can train someone to be like essentially a deep baker, whatever you want to call it. But you could have that person find out who's coming to your site, what personality type they are, and then speak to them as that personality type through, through a customer interaction. And then you could also find out personal data bits from them and then speak to them as, so you could add personalization and relevance around their personality. Someone could probably do that, like right now with the, with the technology that's out there, which is just insane like about around i think customers are going to get so savvy i swear they're going to have to get so did, savvy did, did did you see this video was done in the rounds on linkedin a few days ago air.ai where there's like yes a, yeah so someone someone pinged me and he said uh, hey what if your ai could combine with air ai exactly and it's a no-brainer <laughs> right because right now that air ai the ai salesperson was giving robotic responses right it was they're very calm demeanor and it was pretty good. It was pretty good, right? Uh, handling questions and whatnot. But plug in, plug in Humantic AI. And now, once again, you're talking to someone who's all energy and, you know, stuff. Now you're talking, you know, that way. And so on. So you, you got what I'm saying, right? So you, mm. and that's, and that even, <clears throat> so we, we talk about, you know, humanizing interactions, humanizing selling, and our name itself, right? Humantic AI. That's where it comes from. That was a thought you know, process that we can use AI itself to help people communicate in a more human manner, the way we would do when we meet in person or when we know someone really well, right? So bring Humantic in, and now suddenly the, let's call it the roboticness in AI is going away, right? That's what we fear. We like robot, you know, robots are going to be, AI is going to be, robots are going to be robotic, you know, monotonous, you know, they're going to do the same thing again and They'll again. probably be more human than humans will be. That's the, that's, well, the that, that's the beauty, right? That's the mm. beauty. It, it is actually, uh, so you're right. I mean, it could actually be more, more logical, more, uh, you know, um, nuanced. So it can be more human in that, you know, in a weird way, in a very, robotic way in a very AI way, right? But it becomes more, more human because we we can just relate so much better. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. It's, it's really scary because like I look, it's kind of scary at the same time. It's like awesome what we're going to get out of it. But I think the day is not very far off when our whole, like our whole feed now right on TikTok, it's curated perfectly for you. That's why people are addicted to it. Yes. But imagine the point when AI can create the actual video that you want to watch. Like that's, that will yeah. probably be not that far off yeah. because like imagine yeah. if you could watch a Mr. Beast video, but yeah. like it's a video that only it was made specifically for you. For you. No, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And see, like we've introduced a new feature. You might've seen it. I think it, it's still kind of in a testing mode, but we've introduced a new feature where we uh, start giving you someone's interests and hobbies. Okay, mm. so you know we believe personality is the core of knowing a person, but it's not everything, right? There, there's more beyond personality. So, like we have something called pro graphics, which is, uh, you know, your uh, some attributes about you in the professional context, your experience and age and seniority, and you know those things. 
and then we're bringing in these, you know, let's call them psychographics, you know, for a minute. Uh, again, psychometrics, personality psychometrics, we call them psychographics, for example, interests and hobbies. So right mm. now we are deriving them from the data that is with us. Because what if three days uh, you know, ago you said, hey, I want to do a cricket game, you know, uh, you're in Australia, right? So let's say you want to do a cricket game. So yeah. we'll say, okay, you know, Matt has some interest in cricket, you know, so and next time I speak to you, okay, I, I, can, I can say something about cricket. So, but what we're going towards is, and what we are experimenting with is, that could we predict people's interests and hobbies based on the information, not, not just deduce them from the data, but even predict. And I think it is doable. It's broadly just the way we can predict personality. We can probably start predicting some of the interests and hobbies. I mean, it's not easy because if you're in US, then your top games there, let us say, if you just exports for a second, right? They, they are uh, baseball and football and you know maybe soccer a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, it's not cricket. But if you're in Australia or if you're in India, if you're in UK, uh, you know, cricket becomes a much, much bigger thing. So there, there's there's some of those that learning has, that has to come in, but it's, it's not very hard. So, so yeah, so you take that. Um, now, for example, about uh, I, I'm a motorsports guy. Now, if you knew that I'm into motorsports and combine that a little bit with a bunch of other things that you know about me, you're right. I mean, you could create almost the perfect video that I would just love to, you know, watch and rewatch and whatnot. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my um, friends that I used to work with at Zoom, Jess. What she used to do is like in her sales meetings, which was genius, she'd find out and stalk out the person's social and then her virtual background, if they like snowboarding, was a snowboarding virtual background. So like first so, time she meets them, it was genius. <laughs> this is, so I mentioned mirroring earlier, right? So this is this is kind of what mirroring is about, all about. Yeah. Are you familiar with mirroring as a, as a technique? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris yeah. Voss. Absolutely. Right. So mirroring, I mean, that's what you do. So uh, it's very subtle. It's just beautiful. Again, uh, someone would say, I, I don't see the benefit. I don't think this is necessary, but it is proven. So you start talking the way the other person is talking. If they are nodding, then you nod here and there. If they like to, you pick up some words that they tend to use again and again, and you use those words. And that is where your connection is getting established. So uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful what you can do. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's why I think I've got this, not a theory. I think the best salespeople for not extremely high ticket like enterprise, but lower ticket sales are hospitality people. Because my brother and I came from hospitality like eight years of in baristering because you speak to thousands of people every week and yeah. you have to mirror everyone. Yeah. So like you put in rep after rep. I remember there was a guy when I was at Zoom, his name Gary, and he got poached from working at a like a fast food shop to work at Zoom. But he was like one of the best reps because like he was yeah. so good at just mirroring like on conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which is awesome. I'm curious to know as well, what's just for my own, you know, my own selfishness as well. <laughs> what's coming up next for Humantic? Uh, what are you looking for in the next year? What can we kind of expect to see? So uh, right now, one thing that is happening um, is uh, deeper integration into a lot of tools that salespeople use. So, so generally, if you've seen, we we rated very well for our usability. We are actually on G2's usability index. We are number two sales AI globally. Like that's that's how easy Humanity is. But we think it could be easier. So our general philosophy, product philosophy, is. Don't try to bring the user to the product, but bring the product to the user. So, so that's one big thing that we're doing right now, integrating Humantic deeply into SalesLoft and Outreach and Salesforce and you know all the tools that, that salespeople really use. So yeah. we, we already in around half a dozen SalesLoft, Outreach, Salesforce, HubSpot, <clears throat> uh, Zoho, uh, I think there's one or two more, yeah, Gmail, uh, but right now we're doing the Microsoft stack, you know, Dynamics and Outlook and so on. So we'll keep we'll keep doing that. You know, uh, we, we want to make it easy. If you send an email from Outreach, you don't need to come to Humantic to write a personalized email. Right there, you click yeah. one button and the email gets personalized. Mm. So that's one thing that's going on. Uh, seconds, um, you know, we, we were one of the earlier companies to generate AI. Not, not super early. We started last year, on, uh, I think summer last year. So, but definitely six months before the world picked up uh, generative AI. So we are deepening, you know, those, those capabilities. 
Now, so we have this, uh, our, we believe in something I think you might have heard, you know, we call it authentic personalization. So we believe personalization for the sake of it is, is a waste anyway. It, it has to be, it has to be authentic. But there's also definitely market could use a lot more personalization. I mean, 99% of the emails flying around are absolute, absolute crap. So they can be a lot better uh, for both the sellers and the, and the buyers too, right? They, it's about buyer experience. So we depending, deepening some of those, but we want to do it thoughtfully. You know, we, we don't want to just slap a generative AI thing on. And uh, <clears throat> I'll actually tell you an interesting, interesting anecdote. Two days ago, Sam Altman, OpenAI CEO, you know what? He, he, he had a tweet. He tweeted. You know what was it? No. He was teaching OpenAI to be more direct and to the point with him. Okay, so he's actually writing a prompt and saying, I am Sam Altman and with me you should be, I know you have learned from a lot of data and you tend to be a little verbose, but just with me get to the point. And I was, you know, I, I, I tweeted back and I was kind of smiling at the, uh, at the irony and the beauty. Now, you can do that about yourself, but you can't do that about a prospect because you don't know whether they want a direct communication or the long winding mm. story or whatnot. And that's the beauty of humantic AI. So literally the problem that Sam is trying to solve, you combine humantic and open AI, solve. So we, we're trying to bring in those features, but not in a usual manner where it writes an email for you with one line picked up your LinkedIn, from your LinkedIn profile. But were we trying to you know, go much deeper? I mean, if we know that much about you, uh, then that message has to become very different. It has to be completely, completely personalized, right? So, so generative AI features, uh, we're doing some, I mean, we already have a bunch of those things, one-click personalization and all that you use, but we're bringing in a few more, but with a, you know, with a, with a twist on compared to what you're seeing out there. Mm. Um, I think and, as well, yeah. another use case I could think of is, you know how people send looms yeah. after with the sales? Yeah. If you could get Humantic to come up with the script that you say on the loom or even get AI to say it as you, that would be game changing. Because when you create a loom, but most modern salespeople just use looms to communicate like, yeah. like I do. And yeah. a lot of people find that really interesting, especially when I work with people from in other industries that aren't as tech forward, like legal and stuff, when I send them a loom. But if you could write the script and put it in loom about what to say for their personality on the meeting recap, that would be mind blowing. <laughs> Uh, see, I, I think the, the possibilities are, I mean, if not endless, I mean, they, they are many because anywhere there's an interaction involved, you know, with with your buyers, let's just say. Humanity's got a role to play. I, you know, I, I've seen people, I mean, I spoke to a company, they, they are in the RPA space and RPA space is fairly commoditized at some level, right? So, I mean, UI path and automation anywhere, they, they're no different than, than each other product-wise. So I think it was someone, one, someone from one of those companies. And they said, we use Humantic literally to decide that when we go into a meeting, are we going to use a deck or not? Are we just going to talk through? You know, are we going to, you know, invite them for a, you know, wine and dine thing? Or are we going to go in, you know, all blazers and, you know, suited up? How are we going to do it? So, so the possibilities are, are many. I think, like, we've just about to release a guide where we've partnered with connect and sell to help callers cold callers and you guys do a lot of calling right uh, use humantic while making the call because right now we see that it's the common theme that comes up everywhere where humanity comes in right now you've got you do everything the same way because that's what you've been taught Hey, this is my script. This is my email, first email. This is my second email. This is my third email. But you don't, because you can't change it for your recipient. Mm -hmm. So, but humanity can. So we are releasing this uh, cold calling guide. We'll be telling people, how do you call a D type personality differently from an I type personality? Mm -hmm. So when you, you know, pick up the phone, uh, people have got to say, hey, this is Amitpreet from Humanity AI. Have you got 30 seconds right now? Yeah, I'll be brief. Many people saw like that, okay? That 
that maybe that's a good script, let us say for a D-type personality, right? Because brief and to the point and boom, you know, you're just going there. But if it was again an I-type personality, what it was like, hey, this is Amar Preet, how are you doing today? I know no one loves cold calls, but I've got something really exciting. <laughs> you, you see the difference, right? It's, it's just a small yeah. thing. It's just a small thing. And we know, and we've got data that shows that this resonates with that person. And immediately they just go like, okay, maybe this, this seems worthwhile, right? Because you do that with a C type and they're going to, you know, they're going to slam the phone down because uh, that, that's not who they are. So, yeah. so we're releasing that cold calling guide. Yeah, I think it, it's coming out probably in a day or two. Another thing as well, like there's a company I met up with called Combia. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're an no, AI cold calling platform. I'm interviewing Daniel, one of them, I probably think next week or the week after. So they do like AI based cold calling. So you still have to say the script, but you, you, it uses AI to tell what to say back. And they do it for a lot of wine calling here. Um, mm -hmm. Combia, it's scary. It's, it's way better than air.ai, like yes, way better. Yeah, okay. It's not AI generated, but the actual, cause you speak it, but I can only imagine if somebody's doing mass outreach, um, yeah. they, so B2C, right. You could, you could, if you could bucket people in maybe in four buckets or eight or 10 buckets, you could yeah. just adjust yeah. the, the tone of exactly what you say based on the actual bucket you're going to say it to, yeah. um, with, with AI generated, which would be, and I definitely agree yeah. with you on the, uh, the cold, I could go into cold calling for a long time. I think the biggest downfall that most people just don't do is they just don't make it relevant. Like all you got to do That's in cold calling is you just say, you just have to mention a competitor of theirs. And you say, hey, so-and-so, look, I was chatting with last week. Um, if for some reason your name came up, um, we'd be open to hear a uh, call. Everyone will say yes to that. They always do. So a lot of people just, you can throw this stuff in, but if you can layer that in with their personality. Oh yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll use that to throw in a point. So, uh, and I've sometimes I see it becoming a bit of a debate on, on you know, uh, LinkedIn and all. Uh, relevance versus personalization, right? That, that's uh, yeah. an ever-brewing uh, debate. See, the reality is both matter. You know, in yes. fact, they are the two. They are, they are the only two things that matter. See, yeah. I, I'll I'll go ahead and say it myself. If someone's if someone doesn't have a problem that your product solves, no amount of personalization will solve that. You know, they well, they may, might like you, they might build a relationship, it might lead to something tomorrow, but if I don't have a problem, then obviously, so relevance is critical, there, there's no doubt about it, right? So if I am looking for, uh, let us say a business insurance today, then um, right now, that is what I will, I will be you know, likely to purchase, I'll not be likely to purchase that six months from now when I'm not looking for it, and this is the best time. But, but here, here comes the clincher, Every product and service has at least half a dozen good solutions today. Mm. This is this is not 1998, you know, when there was only one Amazon. There's a thousand e-commerce websites, right? Thousand yeah. of them, and they're all bloody good. They're mm. good. So today, and I am I am in that motion right now. I've got you know three vendors pitching me business insurance. The insurance coming almost from the same, you know, provider at the at the back yeah. end. <laughs> Who do you think I'm I'm gonna go for? Yeah, person you like the most. The person I, I'll change it a little bit. The person I trust the most. Yeah. And and you're right. You know, it's so. Who do you trust? You trust people that you like. And who do you like? You like people who are similar to you. Yeah. I like people. For example, in my case, if I find meet someone who's kind of to the point. Uh, who to me seems like uh, is being honest, yeah, who's uh, not throwing a lot of bells and whistles. So those people, I, I tend to just generally trust them a little bit more just because that's my personality type. That is how I am. But that's, that's not necessarily, you know, how everyone is. So that is what people fail to realize, that relevance is absolutely important. There's no doubt about it. But trust comes from, you know, personalization and knowing the person. Um, and people will, other things being equal, people will buy from the people that they trust. Second thing, and this, this is, uh, you know, an important thing, uh, tip if you will, 90% of the purchases don't happen because there's a clear need right now. Mm. This is not 2020 April and you have to have Zoom. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we are in sales space. 
people are looking at sales AI tech stack. People are looking at personalization, but guess what? How many options do they have to bring in personalization? Yeah, unlimited, like so. Unlimited options, yeah. So, so that's what the relevance point again, you know, sort of. So there is there is an openness. There is kind of a larger, wider need, and you have to now go and one, you have to tie it to that need. But second, again, it becomes important that how do you become one of those top three, or even the topmost choice uh, when when they have many other good choices. That cannot happen simply, hey, we are relevant. No, not going to happen. Not going to yeah. happen. That needs trust. I think that was like the most well-articulated put relevant versus personalization I've heard just to get the under quantifiable benefits because, yeah, they have to somewhat be in the market or they have to maybe not know that they are, but they do technically need it in the first yeah. place. But then it's that Michael, my old business partner, when we used to chat together in the first meeting and we used to decide who to go after, that was his strategy that he did because he's no, he's been selling for years even though he doesn't call him in sales and sales, but he's brilliant at it because he just we just gravitated towards the person that you know you liked, and, yeah. and you try, so like led to trust, which you know led to you know lubricating the sales process. Always happens every single time, yeah. unless you have no other option. And remember, people have options today. Okay, anyone who's who's listening, unless you've no other option, people always have options. You will never buy from someone that you don't feel comfortable with. Yeah, unless there's no other option. Uh, yes, I mean, then you will. I mean, well, what do you do? But there, there's nothing in the world today where you don't have options. Like you have a gazillion options for every single thing out there. So in B2B, it might not be gazillion. It's still going to be half a dozen, you know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely agree with you. Uh, this has been extremely amazing. I'm sure we could talk for ages and ages and ages. Um, I had um Heather... Um, oh, let me remember her last name. Heather, I can't remember her last name. Last week on the podcast as well, and she'd be really good. She's her whole business now. They went from a marketing business to now like a hyper relevant outreach business through LinkedIn, leveraging Humantic. So like their whole business changed because they had copywriters which were great at marketing copy, but mm -hmm. like they pivoted because they found that they were actually really good at writing really great personalized copy to sales leaders. So she said, "We built our business now around this long form copy." That we do because we use a combination between all the paint all the points personalization mm -hmm. and relevance and humantic together and they've just pivoted their business because of that which is insane i remember chatting to her about it i think it was a couple of weeks back which is crazy uh, that blows my mind you you should probably connect to us introduce us you know i'll uh, love yeah. to find a way to support them the best it's, we uh, can. her name is heather murray um she's she's awesome at like at ai she's an absolute weapon um i'll definitely introduce you guys just because yeah. she a whole business she told me on the on the podcast one of her clients, I think, from a, they were high ticket, but she got them more than ten million dollars in pipeline from like these these messages. Ten million in a pipeline, which is crazy. Sometimes, uh, Matt, I'll tell you um, um, if we share some of our numbers. Sometimes we see numbers that are they're unbelievable. Okay, mm. and and I tell the team, I said, guys, we have a weird problem. We have a problem of plenty. And I'm not kidding about this. I'm not, uh, you know, I look people in the eye and say, I'm not making this shit up. We sometimes have a problem where we go in, the results are so mind-blowingly good that our, our, you know, prospects, <laughs> our prospects say, hold on, that can't be right. Something's wrong here. We, uh, some, you know, essentially instrumentation is broken, right? Imagine uh, if all the planes were flying at whatever, you know, uh, Mac three, and then suddenly a plane was, you know, flying at Mac seven on your radar, and you'll be like, "My radar's broken." You know, how's that possible? It, it's not even possible, right? So we've we've had some of those weird conversations. We finished a pilot. We had ten sellers in the pilot for a month, enterprise, large enterprise. At the end of the pilot, uh, this is real again. They attributed twenty six million dollars in new pipe to Humantic AI. Wow. Stuck deals, ghosted deals, right? Someone's ghosted you. And now you, and that's the thing. See, people don't respond because every email almost reads the same. We don't realize, you know, mm -hmm. we don't realize this shit. And now you mm -hmm. talk like a real human because you're talking like, you know, in their language, once again, just, just to put it. And often enough, people would get a response, $26 million in new pipe. But now I have a weird problem because this company has hundreds of sellers. This is in a month. 
when I start extrapolating that, 10 sellers getting 26 mil pipe in a month, that's in a year, that now becomes 300 million in pipe. And yeah. if they've got 100 sellers and they're like, is this going to give us $3 billion in pipe? Is it even <laughs> possible? That makes no sense. And sometimes yeah. there's a Harvard Business Review case study on AI's exponential potential. And I think mm. they take the example of a, a company called uh, Aviso. I think you, you might have heard of Aviso AI or some, something where SAP attributed 2 billion in pipe and 1 billion with a B in revenue to the AI. Wow. So I keep telling people saying, look, you know, that is how exponential AI can be. If you use it well, the problem is you don't use it well. Yeah. There, there's a whole book called The Sales Innovation Paradox. Yeah. It's written by a gentleman, Dr. Howard Dover. He runs UT Dallas. Um, I think, what is it called? Advanced Sales Learning uh, Center or something like that it's called. So he, he's like a, a, and he used to be a sales leader. So he's both a practitioner and a theoretician. He says, if you use sales tech, AI, of course, being a big part, but sales tech effectively, your productivity could go up by anywhere from 10 to 50x. Wow. It's called the sales innovation paradox. And yeah. it's just literally mind blowing, you know, uh, for people. Uh, and it's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that it's possible. So, yeah, so the possibilities are really endless if you, if you can do things the right way. So I'm, I'm not surprised uh, at hearing some of these stories that you yeah. are sharing yet. Yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you a really good example of AI. So you know how everyone, LinkedIn content has been a really big thing that people struggle with for a very long time. And there's a lot of LinkedIn copywriters out there that are great at copy, but people find it difficult to create content. Most people know that they should create content, but they don't. And so there's people leaving money on the table because technically every one of your employees should be posting on LinkedIn once yeah. a day, five days a week and engaging, really, when you really think yeah. about it. Yeah. There's companies yeah. out there with hundreds of employees. We came up with a way now where we, when it works, I've literally, I've been using it with clients, it's insane, where we can take, we can essentially scrape all of the LinkedIn copywriters' best copy that they've ever done. Yeah. We templatize it with AI yeah. into a template because good copy is just a template. Yeah. We then get AI to generate questions that anybody can answer the questions from any industry with guides. And then all they need to do is there's a ChatGPT microphone button. So they just click go. They just speak the answer and it comes up with perfect LinkedIn posts. Like, and so we've been able yeah. to we, imagine you can create like 20 posts in less than an hour, like less than an hour. Imagine the, the ROI of a company if they have... 10, 100 employees, if they just got all these posts scheduled once a day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know a little, little secret. So, Matt, I've been learning so much from you on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think you, oh, you just, absolutely, you make, I think your ability to bring in some of the best AI tools, piece them together into a real workflow, like this one, for example, what you, you know, I, I saw your post about, you know, using that, uh, the microphone extension and doing, doing this whole thing. And I was like, Oh man, this this mad guy. I mean, he really knows his AI. And so yeah, so thank you. I mean, there's there's so much that I've learned from you. You know, over the yeah, uh, last few months that that we've been connected. Uh, it's amazing what AI can do, and it's amazing what people like you are able to uh, kind of create out of it. And uh, you know, helps uh, helps sellers, helps companies, helps founders, helps leaders out there so much. Uh, now I know that this is actually possible. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put it to use. Where we're about to, yeah, literally drop a product because you know how people sell like LinkedIn, how to create LinkedIn posts, how to write them, right? So like it'll be like $200 product. We're just going to be like, here's a thousand LinkedIn posts. All you do is have to speak and it, and it builds it for you and you can schedule out and we'll sell it for like 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, it's just like, it's, it's crazy what you can do. Like it's, it's insane. Um, but I just, yeah, the, the, the leverage you can get like yeah. Humantic is the perfect example. The leverage you get from applying it is yeah. just, you, you can't even fathom it. It's crazy. It is. Awesome. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's about yeah. using it effectively. That's and a lot of people, again, uh, you know, if, if there are any you know, senior leaders on this one, too often, too often we hear, we've got too many products. 
you've got too many products, right? That's, uh, you know, already our, our, our reps are, uh, you know, just, just burdened, overburdened, you know, they overwhelmed you know, with, with technology. And, to, and often enough, I'm telling them, do you, do you? So number one, you probably don't have too many products. You're just not using them effectively. Yeah. So, and people, um, again, there's a distinction, for example, often enough when they're seeing too many products. So I, I make a distinction between what I call workflow products and intelligence products. Okay. Mm. Workflow products are things that you need to do uh, to keep your process humming and going. Okay. Mm. Outreach, you know, is a workflow product. Salesforce is a workflow product. So say CRMs and SCPs are workflow products because you go there, you have to do things. Yeah. Mm. To, to use those tools. And then there are intelligence products. Intelligence products generally don't take work. They, they don't need you to go there and do something. They are there, like they're Gong, you know, Gong's, Gong's an intelligence product. Mm. You're there, it gives you insights, you know, Sybil, you spoke about. Uh, they give you insights very quickly, you know, you are informed and you can perform much better. So, so that, that's one thing again to take away, that there are workflow products that generally take time and there are intelligence products that generally save time. Mm. So you need to piece the right tools together and often enough, your reps will not be saying, hey, you're giving me one more tool. I can't take it. They'll be saying, I love it because it's saving me time. So, uh, mm. so that, that, is, that is something most people don't understand, you know, workflow versus intelligence products and tools that take time versus tools that save time. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like when I was back at Zoom, I remember speaking to the sales operations team and we used Zoom Info at the time. And like, yeah. nobody knew, like everyone got like 5,000 credits a month or something like that, right? And no one was using yeah. him. And I was like, my brain was going to explode. I was like, so you're saying we could send 5,000 emails a month, like per person. I, mean, I think it was 2,000. 2,000 emails yeah. a month, new ones per person. And we're not doing it? <laughs> like, what? And we're paying for it? Like, it was like, it was crazy. I, I just yeah. couldn't even believe it. But so many of these tools get put in and they do have so much value, but you just need like a couple of days of learning like to actually, you know, teach it, yeah. to put it in your space as well. And But yeah. a lot of the companies yeah. in the software space um, don't do that. But uh, look, uh, thanks so much for yeah. jumping on. I've really enjoyed this conversation um, a lot, learned so much. I was just wondering, just before we kind of jump off, I guess you advise sales leaders every day, especially around AI and Humantic. What advice would you give to kind of business owners and sales leaders now just around if they're struggling to kind of start starting to use AI, they want to do it, how would they kind of dip their toes in? Number one thing is just opening your mind and saying um, this is real and uh, it, it can move the needle So and not giving up too soon. Uh, that's one thing I'm seeing out in the market. Everything is becoming AI because not because it is AI, because it wants to call itself AI, right? So that confuses mm. uh, the customer a lot because everything looks like AI, right? It's like everything is red. Uh, it's Christmas and everything is red and you're like, okay, well, what, what do I really get now? So, mm. uh, so, but opening up your mind is the first thing and then uh, trying out some of, uh, you know, those solutions. Uh, odds are that yeah, even if you're a smaller business owner, you know, I, I think if that's what you meant, there are enough products out there that are not very expensive that can be pieced together, that can be pieced together to provide you uh, results that would be 2x, 3x, 5x better, exponentially better essentially than what you've seen earlier. That is that is the possibility, but it's a slightly overwhelming. You just need to uh, find a way to to see what is right for you and what, what fits your budget. Yeah, I think it's just it's just experimentation and building new habits. Yes, to some, like yeah. You, yeah, you can't run out of patience and say, oh man, I've looked at 10 tools and now this is not going to work. And there are people <laughs> like you again. I mean, you know, so again, I, I would say, you know, people like you, who actually do it because they enjoy it because they're good at it uh just just go and learn from them there's just everything is out there you just need to expand one hour on linkedin and find 10 people who are good at that content or go to twitter you know for that matter and odds are that you'll not have to spend hundreds or even dozens of hours doing their research they'll literally put it on the plate for you you just go ahead and hey matt told me this is how you use the microphone extension yesterday to you know, say something and then create content from it, boom, you know, so let me just spend one hour to put it into practice. 
and suddenly mm-hmm. now you've got a humming LinkedIn and your social game is uh, is right up there, gone from 20 per- person, 20 per- 20th percentile to 80th percentile. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, uh, it's definitely game-changing. So thanks so much for coming on, Amapreet. It's uh, been really, really good. I'm really super, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I just wanted to know, just before we jump off, anything you want to shout out, I guess, about Humantic or anything else, anything upcoming for you guys at all? Yeah, if you've not used Humantic AI and you're into selling, uh, go ahead, give it a try. I would say you're missing something. Uh, and uh, once you use it, um, give it give it enough of a shot. You know, if you stop too too quickly, you'll probably not grasp what it can do. But you use it for 10, 20 people. Uh, I think that's uh, that's good enough. Uh, pretty much for everyone who's selling, it is going to be effective. Uh, for enterprise sellers, we we it is a lot more. A lot of it is built for them, but it is. Uh, it is right up the mark, you know, for even smaller sellers or small business owners as well. So uh, go ahead, give it a try. And uh, uh, odds are you're going to love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for jumping on. I really enjoyed the conversation. Gotcha. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening to that episode of the AI Sales Revolution podcast. That was honestly mind-blowing for me. Uh, the stuff that Humantic's doing and the use cases, I've definitely pulled so many knowledge bombs and value stuff out of that. It's literally insane. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the episode because I, I definitely sure did. A uh, couple of things. Um, so we are looking actively looking for other guests to jump on the podcast. So if you can, uh, if you know anyone, feel free to reach out. Also, if you're open to giving us five stars, that would be really, really greatly appreciated. I uh, just to help continuously promote the podcast. AI is just changing at a crazy fast pace. Uh, the other piece is is we're about to bring out, or we may have already been brought out by the time this episode is out, is a thousand AI generated LinkedIn prompts. What that means is we have generated a way so you can create a thousand different types of LinkedIn posts without typing a single thing. Now, we have a product that's going to come out. Have a look at my LinkedIn profile. I'll be all over it. We've currently got like a, a way so you can get access to five of them so you can test them out. We're going to give you access to a thousand of them, which is honestly just game changing. Um, so keep keeping store for that. Just keep watching on my LinkedIn and you'll definitely see it when it comes out. I'll be definitely hard promoting it. It's game changing. If employees aren't posting three to five times a week on LinkedIn and slightly engaging, you are losing out as a company. Please, business owners or anything, at least be creating content. And now with AI, it's, it's easier than ever. You can create probably 20 posts in less than an hour that are as good as a copywriter, schedule them all out for the next few months, and you're done. So uh, definitely, thanks so much for listening again. Hope you enjoyed it.